Good to go. Cool. Can can everybody hear me? All right. Good. Huh? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay. Oh, yeah. Ah. There we go. Um, good morning. Morning, Church. How are you guys? Good. Awesome. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm also mortified right now. So there's that too. Um, so, uh, but you know, amen. Glory to God. So uh, why don't... Uh, why don't we just go ahead and start off with a prayer first, okay? Uh, dear Holy Father God, thank you just so much um, just for an awesome opportunity just to be able to come together as a family, God, to be able to worship you. Um, God, I pray that you can just open our, our hearts and minds, um, you know, th this morning, God, that we can uh, just definitely be receptive to you, God. Pray that it's not me that speaks, God, but, you know, really it's just the spirit that fills this place administers to our hearts today, God, and that we can just, um, you know, in such a way that we can leave feeling changed, God, I thank you so much. Um, we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Oh, hi. I'm Aaron. <laughs> um, so uh, just a real, really quick, I like to get this thing out of the way first. Um, that's how you spell my name. <laughs> so you may hear me referred to as uh, Eron. Some people like to call me that. Um, it's a nickname that I've been given. Um, if you want to call me that, that's perfectly fine. Um, it's not my name, though. So <laughs> if you know that ahead of time, that definitely helps. Um, if you want to say A.A. Ron because it makes you feel good and you can't control yourself, that's fine, too. I'm not, I'm not angry, you know, that'll be fine. I'll try my best to remember that you're talking to me and I'll try to respond. I'm, that may not always happen though, um, because again, that's not my name. Um, but y you know, just sort of kind of get that out of the way. Uh, and some of you guys are just like, okay, that's cool. Thanks for letting us know that. But like, who are you? Um, and uh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 22 years old, so I don't really know to be, to be fair. Uh, but just some, uh, some really quick facts though. You know, I'm from Ohio. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, born and raised in Northeast Ohio. I'm from Cleveland. Um, I'm, I'm in mourning because Ohio State lost last night to Clemson. That's why I'm wearing all black. Um, hard fought, but amen. Um, most of you know my family here. Um, in fact, my mom was standing over there and my dad was standing over there just not too long ago. Um, you know, I have a little brother and sister, Nate and Jada. They're the uh, really tall, light-skinned kids over there that you kind of see. <laughs> Sticking around. So there's that. Um, you know, I'm a Kingdom kid. I grew up in the church, um, you know, uh, there in Cleveland before our family moved here. And, um, you know, that's just kind of how, how I've always been raised. Um, you know, I, uh, I became a disciple in 2012, um, end of my freshman year of high school. Um, so 2019 made seven years, um, the, you know, that we've been, we've been running this game. And, uh, you know, it's been good. It's, it's been great, though. It hasn't been easy, uh, and it has not been pretty the whole entire time, but amen. Um, God is good. Um, my love languages. Uh, quality time is number one. I, uh, I'm a big food person, as you can see. Um, <laughs> you will never believe me when I say I love to eat, and then, and then they see me eat. Um, and if you know me, if, you, if you're familiar, uh, familiar with me, um, you know that uh, I love self-deprecation. Um, one of my favorite things is just berating myself with constant pessimism. Can't tell you why. Um, 
it just works for me. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm at Enneagram 6, if any of you guys identify with that sort of thing. Um, I had to take a Myers-Briggs test when I was in high school, or, or in college, rather, and uh, they kind of, it's this kind of personality assessment thing uh, that they give you. And so this is the results that I got. I love this specifically because, like, they don't even know who I am. Like, look at the spread here. Like, I'm, like, right in the middle for everything. Just, like, naturally lukewarm. Like, there's a little blip over there at the, at, like, you know... At the, at the bit far to the, far to the right, and then that's just like, well, okay. Um, so I always think that's funny. They had the nerve to call me an extrovert. How dare they? It's disgusting. Um, but those are just, you know, some descriptions, assessments, I guess, of what you could use um, to identify me as, get to know me a little bit better. Um, but, you know, if I'm gonna, if, if I go by anything, you know, that's obviously my name, but um, I'm just another, you know, flawed human um, that's, um, you know, is really trying to, Live a life that's pleasing to God and follow Christ the best that I can. Um, and so that's what I would primarily like to, to identify with. And, and so those, as I'm doing that, as I'm learning so many things throughout this process, that's um, kind of what I wanted to share with you all this morning. That's okay. Some of the things that I've been learning as I've been going about trying to do just that. So the title of the, the, the sermon uh, today is just A New Season. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're approaching a new season, right? We have the new year coming up. And uh, I, I think especially right now, we just kind of in that weird, interesting time um, where it's like after Christmas, but it's not the new year yet. And so you kind of have that like holiday hangover thing. And you just like, well, you like, I never know what day it actually is. Like, you know, like it, that literally just happened now. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what day it is. It's like not New Year's yet, but Christmas has already passed. Um, you know, I don't really like leave my pajamas and kind of in my chambers like most of the day. I'm just surviving off of leftover food that has like happened from the holiday stuff. Um, so whatever that might be, maybe, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're really eagerly awaiting the new year and you're like, okay, I, I kind of just will put stuff off until like the new year comes. Like I'll, I'll do all the planning and I'll get all that stuff done. Like after January 1st, because other than that, I have no idea what's going on. Um, or, you know, maybe uh, you're still super busy with the holidays. Um, you have family that's still in town or something like that. Or, you know, you're recovering from the family that was just in town. Um, and so, the, you know, holidays can definitely be a bit of a wild time, uh, I think. And so sometimes, you know, the new year just sneaks up on you and you're like, oh, like, wow, it's, it's, you know, the end of the year already. You know, December's kind of coming to, coming to an end. Um, and so as I kind of think about this and just this idea of like the, you know, the season that we're in, um, I think about kind of just what, what does God have to say about the season that we're in? What does the Bible really have to say about the seasons we're in? So if you'll turn with me to Ecclesiastes 3, if you got a Bible, or swipe over, whatever you're using. So Ecclesiastes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a wisdom literature uh, book in the Bible. So the author, um, we actually don't really know who the author is. You know, we just uh, the Bible calls him the teacher. Some people think it's Solomon, who is one of the, you know, the wise king of Israel. Um, but there's other, you know, biblical evidence that can contradict that. So, so basically, we just know it's the teacher. And uh, he's given us some nice advice, things that he's learned. So he says this in, in chapter 3. It says, there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, 
a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. So what season are you in? Um, you know, my first point as we, as we, as we dive in here, I, I, I thought about that. And, you know, the holiday season is one of them that I can, you know, you can kind of think, well, I'm still kind of in this holiday season and, and maybe that's what I'm about. But, you know, what, what season do you really think that you're in according to that scripture? And so um, just really quickly, kind of what, what, what is a season? What does that mean? So it's a time uh, characterized by a particular circumstance or a feature, um, you know, a period of the year characterized by or associated with a particular activity, you know, phenomenon. So, um, so by that, that kind of makes sense. All right. So it's like, it's a certain time period and usually at a certain place. And so that, you know, kind of uh, adheres to what Ecclesiastes is talking about. There's certain times and there's certain places for basically everything that happens that God has ordained. You're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm with you so far. And, and I sort of understand that. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I think the new year this time in particular does is that it brings kind of like two schools of thought. And um, they kind of, you know, help, at least for me, they kind of help me answer this question of like, what season do I think that I'm in? Um, and so uh, the, the first of those is uh, news resolutions, right? And so we, we think about, hey, it's the new year. Um, uh, we, we have all of our goals and things set out. Some people are like, oh, you know, I ask, you know, what, what season do you think you're in? And some people are like, I know exactly what season I'm in. It's like, it's a time of growth. It's a time of like change. It's a time of coming to what's next, 2020 vision. Like this is what I'm doing. Like I'm ready to go. Um, and maybe that's where you find yourself. And so you kind of have like your set and maybe like a resolution type of person. You like to have these different goals every year and kind of like, you know, a checkbox, so to speak. And, uh, and if you do, that's, that's really awesome. I think resolutions can definitely be really great um, and they can definitely be cool. But, um, you know, I, I think the other person who really loves New Year's resolutions, I think can be Satan. And how he, um, you know, he has this really great way, at least for him, of taking something that is really good, you know, that God has made, right? Everything under the sun. And he just twisting into something that can be detrimental and hurtful to us in our own walk with God. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, our resolutions can just be twisted into idols, the thing that we end up focusing on for the next year. And it's not necessarily a goal or a good thing that we're striving to get towards, but it ends up just becoming, what do I not have right now that I can just devote all of next year to trying to get? Right. Because this is this new thing that I need. I'm trying to come to the next thing. What do I not have now that if I did have it in the new year, like then I would be fulfilled. Then I could get it. Then I would self-actualize or whatever that might be like for you. Um, you know, uh, maybe it's, you know, relationships and fostering love and community and friendship within, um, you, you know, within the way that Jesus calls us to do, I think is fantastic. Um, and that's, I remember, like, at first it's a really good thing. But I know the new year can always definitely be a time where people are just all like, I'm getting married this year. It's going to happen. Like, it's, this is the time. Like, I'm finding a new friend group. I'm getting more followers on whatever social media that I'm getting. Like, whatever the case may be. Like, this is the year. It's happening. Like, the reason why it didn't happen before is because I didn't, like, make a resolution about it. Like, now that I said that it's going to happen, it's just going to happen now. Um, maybe it's your like, finances and your money. And so I think, like, you know, having stability is fantastic. We all really like that. 
um, you know, being uh, being more disciplined with your finances. I think that's fantastic too. All good things at first, but does a new year mean just new promotions or new raises, new opportunities to be lucrative? Sometimes we just think of the new year as you know new expenses. So I just need to save. <laughs> Um, we have all these new events that are coming up and things like that, and so I need to make sure that we're prepared. You know, I'm planning. This is a smart thing to do, as opposed to uh, really sacrificially, you know, giving God our our finances and what that's like, letting Him determine some of those things. Maybe it's yourself. Right now, we can, we live in such you know a self indulgent time, and it's just all like the new year, new me sort of thing. Like I'm just gonna try to be like the best me that I possibly can. I'm like gonna be my best self. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna like take time. I'm gonna meditate in the mornings. I'm gonna like you know practice wellness and mindfulness, like whatever that is. I don't even know. <laughs> and like that's what like I'm gonna get like a wellness coach. Like it's gonna be great. Like that's what I need to do. And like maybe like those could be definitely all good things, right? Um, or is it just we so focused on like us and like what we need and things like that? It's like I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm gonna read more books this year. And I'm like, okay, seems pretty harmless. Uh, like that's pretty good. And so like, is the Bible on that list? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. It could be. Um, just different type of things like that. And 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 when we can, you know, uh, we can put ourselves as being the goal, or you know, that is what we're kind of centering our time around. Um, another a huge one. Uh, that gets everybody is fitness, right? Like it's the new year, gym memberships skyrocket, and they're all there in January, and then they're gone in February. Because people are like, wait, never mind. I don't really know if I want to do this. Maybe you're like, that's definitely not the season of my man. I have no problem. That's not my idol. That's I have, you don't have to worry about me coveting fitness or my diet. Um, but sometimes that can be the one thing that we have that's in our control, you know, is, is a really strong and like just consistent, you know, gym schedule. The thing that's like, oh yeah, this is the one part of my life I exercise my control in. And so this is kind of what I'm putting first. Um, this is kind of the resolution that I have. I think we can really just get ahead of the time or the seasons, the time and place that God wants to have us in. And so as we're thinking about the new year and as we're thinking about, hey, what season am I in? And we kind of have our resolution set. Maybe that's something that we can definitely be thinking about as well. Um, you know, the other school of thought that I think it brings is, uh, is, is, is reflection. And as, as it mostly does for a lot of us, when we approach the end of anything, we kind of think back on where it is that we've come from. And so, you know, what has 2019 been like for you when you reflect on, on the year and what 2019, um, what 2019 is like? And so maybe 2019 for you was uh, like this. <laughs> and uh, that's just, and you're like, yeah, this is good. I'm totally okay. Um, and like, and this is fine. Uh, I, I, told, I told the teens that if, if I ever did a sermon, I'd put a meme in there for them. <laughs> so this is for you. I did this for you guys. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the, the, the new year brings, can bring a time of reflection. I think that that's really awesome. Um, I'm naturally, I'm a, I'm a pretty introspective person. Um, I like to just think about like weird stuff all the time. Um, like I remember when, when, when I would walk home from school and I was in high school, I would like, I would be walking and I would stop and like, well, not even stop, but I would just be walking. I would kind of be thinking about like, remember when I was like over there, like while I was walking and like, and then I was thinking, I'd be like, man, at some point in time, I'm going to be over there. <laughs> thinking about how I was over here. Thinking about when I was over there. 
and uh, it's just really weird. Um, and and so good. Like you know, reflection can be really great. It can be a fantastic thing. Um, but you know, Satan just has this way, right, of just twisting these good things into things that can be harmful. Um, and things that can really hurt us, things that can bring us away from God. You know, maybe you're reflecting on this past year of 2019, and maybe 2019 was pretty tough. You know, um, I've, uh, I've had a, a few friends this year that have just lost parents, like just untimely, just to, just to different circumstances, um, whether it's health or, um, you know, just different things that happen. It's like, okay, well, it can be definitely difficult. And so sometimes we reflect and we think, man, like, I don't really know about this. I'm reflecting on this year, and it's just been very, very difficult for me. Maybe it's been, uh, you know, a season of change as you're reflecting on the past year, and you're like, wow, this is, this is a lot. You know, there's no stability. I'm kind of moving from place to place all the time. You know, for me, I was, I was you know, I, I, I had, if you told me that I was going to be here, like, a month ago, I would have been like, what? Like, I don't, like, I, I know, I never know what's happening sometimes. And like, that really like bothers me. I get like really anxious about stuff all the time. I'm like, I just want to, like, I want to know, I want to have control. I want to dictate, you know, the season that I'm in. I want to control the amount of time that I have. And that can be very difficult. Maybe God is calling you out on faith. He's trying to, trying to do something else with you. Sometimes we can kind of get stuck in the past of where we're at. And we can think, man, I kind of like it here. It's nice. I think about 2019, it was like, man, actually, maybe 2018 was awesome. And you're like, this is sweet. I had some really great victories. I started dating. I was like, 2019 is great. I love that. Olivia's like, yeah, I love 2019. It's the best. <laughs> and you're like, man, I had some really awesome victories. And maybe God's like, awesome. But like, we're moving on to something new now. Yeah. You're like, man, I don't want to leave that comfort that I have. What is God calling you to leave behind? this year. Sometimes we can get so focused on like, okay, next year, this is what I'm going to do. I'm making moves. Like, this is like, this is what I'm going to do. I kind of, I got it all set up. And God's like, nah, dude, like you, you, none of that can happen if you just drag in these things along with you. I love this scripture it talks about in Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You know, he's got it all marked out. Uh, And so it can be definitely difficult as we reflect and we think, man, like, what is it that I need to leave behind? You know, maybe it's just sin. It's your old way of living. It's just how you've been doing things before. And you're like, man, in order to really in order to really fix my eyes on Jesus, I've just got to leave this stuff behind. Yeah. That's right. So when 2019 is going to stay in 2019 for you? You know, as we talk about uh, reflecting on maybe the holiday season, you know, season of giving, right? And, and what that's like for us, you know, does, does your season of giving stop on the 26th? Where you're like, cool, I'm done. That's it. We open the presents. I'm good to go. I just kind of coast until I have to go back to work. Um... You know, I think, I think it's just so interesting that, like, d- despite whatever season, you know, that God kind of has you in, He always calls us to give. Like, it's always a season of giving, whatever that's like. And you say, like, well, you don't understand, dude. This year has been pretty, it's been pretty rough, um, you know, with the relationships, circumstances, finance, whatever the case may be. Um, and I don't really know where everybody here has come from within this year or past years. And you say, man, I just don't have anything else to give. Like, what, what, what can I give? And I think it's just so interesting because, you know, it's, it's uh, 
you know, you can, you can just have anxiety, you can, you can be nervous, you can have pain, um, all these different type of things. But if you have them, you can give those. Like, God accepts all types of currencies. He's just like, oh, wow, you have, like, you know, you're really stressed? Cool, just give me that. I'll take it. Yeah. And I'll work with whatever it is that you're going to give me. He meets us where we're at. Yeah. You know, so if you got it, you can give it. Second point I want to get into is what calendar do you follow? Um, and uh, in, in, in to sort of explain this point, so you know we have we have uh, we have different calendars that we use, right? And so those different calendars kind of di- dictate the different seasons that we can be in, you know. So we think about you know your fiscal year, right? What it is, you know, when when tax season comes around, like maybe that's the beginning of the year for you. Is like I don't really care anything. I'm just gearing up for tax season because it's find it really stressful, and that's the thing that I'm focusing on. Maybe it's politics. You pay attention to the media. I, I really don't. I should be a more informed citizen. I feel, but you know, I feel like it's just on all the time. And so I think like it's it's like 24 hours, you know, all the time, 365. Um, maybe it's just even church. Um, and, and so the, the different events and things that you have like that, is that what the center of, of your calendar is like? Because what it revolves around is just church scheduling. And so it's just like, well, I know that Sundays are this day, and then we got like something that I got to drive my kid to at the end of the week or whatever. Um, and so maybe that's what it is for you. There can be different cultural things. Some people like, you know, we, we really follow a lot of sports. Um, and so, you know, the season starts when football starts, season ends when basketball ends, different things like that. So it just sort of depends. But in order to really, I think, get... Uh, a, a better vision of what this means um, and as far as our relationship with God goes and what that means um, when it comes to dictating what season we're in, we just kind of have to zoom out a little bit and you know observe this from 30,000 feet, so to speak. So bear with me. I'm going to try to get through this pretty quick, okay? Um, but don't worry about it, because learning is fun. <laughs> um, all right, so relatively quickly, here we go. Um, so what a calendar is, you know, is that we define it as a system or a beginning, uh, or, a sy- or a system of fixing the beginnings, um, beginning lengths and divisions of a silver year and arranging them in days, yada, yada. So, okay, so basically all that means is that we've got a system that dictates and organizes the beginnings and endings of certain periods of time and like gives them order. Okay. It sounds like somewhat familiar to me. I don't really know if that rings any bells with you guys or something like that, but let's continue. Okay, so um, so where did we like get our calendar from? I'm gonna try to move through this like super duper quickly, so try and stay with me. So here's like the really like condensed version. If you wanna deep dive and get really nerdy like myself, um, you can just do that in your own time. Um, so right away, so we have Julius Caesar has uh, issued this calendar system in like 46 BC, and so he's like, wait, well, we're gonna kinda dictate and govern our time based off of the solar year. So like, that's the goal. We wanna try to measure the actual solar year. And so they do that, and so we have this thing called the Julian calendar, and they use that for a really long time. And so fast forward, it's the Italian Renaissance, um, you know, it's the 1500s, and you know, people are making like new technologies, and math and science are a thing now. A lot of period, like a lot of time has happened since that calendar was made up till this point. Christianity is really popular now. Before, not so much, but now it's like really cool, and everybody's hip and they're about it. And so we have, you know, the the the, the height of like you know the Catholic order that happens. And so uh, Pope Gregory the 13th is the Pope at the time, and so he goes like, okay, cool, uh, I've noticed that Easter keeps getting later and later in the year, and that's really weird. It's kind of like throwing off my whole way of worship and how I do stuff and, you know, things like that. And so, you know, him and his other, like, sciencey friends and stuff, they, you know, they do some pretty quick math, and they, they recalculate 
um, what the solar year is. And so they realized that the Julian calendar was like about 11 minutes off approximately. Um, and so they're like, all right, so that's not bad. And it doesn't seem like that much, but it adds up over a long period of time. And so that's why the seasons were getting kind of funky. And so they make a new calendar. So like this one's a lot more accurate. Spring is going to be, at, or Easter is going to be at the spring equinox. So this is what we're going to do. Everybody else, you guys should use this calendar. It works better. It's really good. It's awesome. And so all the other Catholic countries are like, cool, they're driving with that. That seems pretty good. The Protestants, on the other hand, have a real issue with this because Protestants don't really like Catholics. And they're just all like, you know, that's garbage. I don't really like that. This just kind of seems like, you know, uh, an oligarchy using organized religion in order to dictate and control people's lives, which, right, that's an old school of thought. No one thinks about, like, religion that way now, obviously. <laughs> And, uh, and so, you know, they kind of, they put it off. They're like, you know, we're going to kind of just stick to our own thing and how we dictate time. You know, we kind of have our, you know, schedule and our seasons and things like that. We have our events. And so we're just going to do it. Honestly, we think it's not that bad and we'll be okay. Um, that doesn't, oh, I mean, they tried to put that off for as long as they did. Um, and so, but, you know, Britain finally comes around. And so um, uh, in, in 1752, which is almost 200 years later after everybody else was using this calendar, they were that bitter. They were like, I just don't want to do it. And they tried to wait as long as they could. Um, but again, that time adds up. And so they were like, OK, you know, we were wrong. Like now January is where December is and or vice versa. Like it's just kind of funky. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do it your way. OK, fine. Um, this is why it convicted me. <laughs> the point being is that uh, so Britain had changed to the Gregorian calendar like overnight because they were like, well, to account for all the time slippage that happens, we just got to do this really quickly. So it's September 2nd, it's 1752. Parliament says like, okay, starting now, we're going to use this calendar. But because all of that time had elapsed, it started to add up over like, you know, the years in which they were really being resistant to this change to get onto a, you know, a specific measurement of time that was actually a lot more accurate. And so what ended up happening was that people went to bed on September 2nd in 1752 on a Saturday, and then they woke up the next day and it was September 14th, <laughs> a Thursday, like two weeks later. They lost like 11 days of time. <laughs> because they didn't want to adjust for a lousy 11 minutes of like, you know, or, oh, well, we have our traditions and everything like that. And what do they mean? They're going to have to switch and they're going to change them. And the very thing that they were trying to hold on to so much and tried to dictate like my time and when I dictate the time and the place and things and when things happen and like this is the calendar that we do and we like to follow it. And it didn't really work out. <laughs> the very thing that they were trying to hold on to is the thing that they lost. Imagine if your birthday was just on September 5th and like that year... <laughs> You just, they're like, that's tough. Like, it's Saturday. I know that you were looking forward to the weekend, but also it's Thursday now, so you have to go back to work. And also it's like Thursday from two weeks later, so you're late to work now. And like, they just had to live with that. And so they ended up being way worse off as if they were just being like, oh, you know what? Maybe let's just hear them out. Let's try to see what they're doing. And turns out, hey, this is actually a lot closer to the ideal that we're trying to get to. Let's just go with whatever it is that they're doing. And, and like, it just makes more sense. And like, let's be receptible or be receptive to, to things that was going on. You would think that that would just make a lot more sense. So how far off are you from God's calendar? Are you, are you following God's calendar? What, what calendar do you follow? It's like, oh, well, I got my financial stuff. You know, I have my kids. Um, you know, maybe it's just in your marriage. Maybe it's just with school if you're a student because their calendar's wild. You're like, I'm in a quarter and a semester system and it's just bizarre. Yeah. 
And so, you know, the calendar that you follow heavily dictates the seasons in which that you're in. And so when you think about the different stages and times in your life, like what's the center focus of what you're thinking about? What is it? What type of calendar are you following? How far off are you from God's calendar? You're like, well, I'm not that far off. It's maybe, you know, like 11 minutes or something like that. It's not that bad. Well, (laughs) we see how that turned out. (laughs) You say, well, yeah, Aaron, I've seen God's calendar before. And, you know, it it just seems like a lot of rules. And like the timing just doesn't necessarily coincide with my schedule. I have events like this is just, you know, this is a family thing. We do it every year. This is how I was raised. This is my way of life. And this is just, it's just, this is not going to add up. So honestly, I... I think that what I'm doing is pretty good. I think it fits. It's not even that far off, so and it might even be better. Um, so I'm just gonna stick with this one. You know, maybe you're like, wow, I really like what this calendar has to offer. I kind of like this whole entire God thing, and that seems pretty cool. Um, but there's just like maybe a few different things, few different ideas, maybe. Right. A few different events that happen in this calendar that it's like, I just, I just can't submit to. So maybe what I'll do is I'll just try to like, I'll take all the good stuff because you guys have like pretty good programs and like this section of your year seems pretty nice and I really like that. And I'll just try to add that stuff on top of the one that I already have. And then we'll just kind of like, I can just move stuff around and maybe I'll just move this over here and then we can kind of shorten this. And so we end up just trying to like, you know, integrate God's calendar into our own and then, but without having to make any drastic changes though. And then maybe we'll be fine from that. Maybe you've tried the calendar before. Maybe that's why you're here. You're so like, I'm trying something new. Maybe you had a poor experience. Someone who claimed to be on Team Jesus didn't act like someone who was on Team Jesus. And you're like, man, this calendar's whack. No chance. Tried it one time, it's not fitting. I thought that it was cool. I thought that it was more accurate, but nah, you know, it hurt me. I'll take my chances elsewhere. Maybe you, uh, maybe you didn't have a choice. Maybe you grew up, and this was just the calendar that you guys used. You're like, oh, well, this, this is kind of what happens. So you become resentful for it because you just, you know, you have no choice. It's, it's just a thing that you do. Maybe it's just like, ah, oh, well, you know, the, my spouse really likes it, so we kind of just go to these events or whatever. Or my parents told me that I need to be here, so that's why I'm here. So you either become resentful or maybe just become indifferent. You're just all like, well, this is just kind of how it is, you know, and, you know, it's, it's uh, Christianity isn't something that I live by. It's just something I just live with. I was like, I just put up with it. This is what it is, you know. So my family goes. Fridays, I know I got to go here. Sundays, I know I got to go here. And then that's just whatever it is. You know, we can look at other people and we can think, wow, you know, th- they, they have so much more freedom and time in the calendar that they have. And it makes a lot more sense. And, you know, they don't have to sacrifice as many things. And they kind of know. And they can plan. And they can do stuff. And they have money. And they have those relationships. And they don't seem that far off. They seem pretty happy. So like I'm I'm really trying over here as hard as I can. So like why? Like I just I just don't quite understand what it is. And so we make these small compromises every now and again and we think, man, it just starts off as just something really little, just a few minutes off. I'm still pretty in sync with whatever it is that's going on, but they add up over time. And then eventually you get, you know, to Saturday and you wake up into Thursday. And you're just like, how did I get here? How many times have we had those moments where you think, well, it just started off as a little thing, it was a little common over dinner, who did or did not do the dishes on whose time is, you know, the right time, this is when they need to be done. 
little conversations and arguments that you're like, oh, well, you know, I didn't deal with them now, I'll put them off until later. Just little things, and they add up. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, now I'm, now I'm organizing who gets the kids on what weekend. Everything starts really little, and over time, it becomes a really big thing. A little goes a long way. Are you willing to rethink your calendar? How you determine time and how you schedule things. You say like, well, this is the season I'm in, Aaron. I know for a fact because I put myself here. <laughs> this is it. Are you really maybe reconsidering some of those things? Yeah. Understanding, oh, okay, well, you know what? Maybe my way is not the best way. There's a different calendar that I could be living by. When we live by God's calendar, our seasons begin and end on God's time. He organizes those things. A system that organizes and dictates the beginning and endings of when things happen is what a calendar is. Is that not what God does? Yeah. So not by us, but by his. Not by my will, Father, but by yours. So maybe as God had you in a season for a really long time, you say like, well, maybe God's calendar, your season does not coincide with the end of the ca- like our year. So it's like, oh man, you know, it's the end of the year and 2020 is coming up. Like, I'm, I'm ready for the next thing. And God's calendar may be like, it's not the end of the year for you. <laughs> He's like, I have you in the season for a reason. <laughs> maybe it's been really tough. Maybe you've been in a season for a long time. Yeah. Years, maybe. And you're just like, well, why? Man, I just, I just don't get it. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me uh, when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and it will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places or I have banished you, declares the Lord, and, um, and, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. I know we kind of did a, you know, Joe had done a series earlier in 2019 just about uh, Jeremiah and how he'd gone through everything like that. So if you remember at this time, this is before they were in exile. So things are good. God's like, listen, this next season is going to be tough. It's going to be long. But there's a time and place for everything. And I'm working, even in, even in this, I'm working. It's for a reason, I'm doing things. We get impatient, we try to make these resolutions and, and we, you know, or we try to just stay in whatever feeling that feels good. And we're like, oh man, you know, I, I like this calendar better. Yeah. It's shorter. We live in a, in a society that where we crave instant gratification. This is, I just want to, I just need to have it like right now. God says, oh, listen, Ben. I'm working even in this. God works even when we don't see it in the time that we want to. So you say, okay, well, that's great and everything like that, but like, why? (laughs) I don't understand. And it's kind of the whole entire theme of Ecclesiastes. If you go through and you read this book and this teacher, you know, he gives us really honest account where he's like struggling with like, well, essentially everything is meaningless then. Like seasons come and go. We've talked about that. Anytime that I try to do things and dictate things in my own time and organize things the way that I want to, it just doesn't end up well. And then if I do things God's way, like I end up waiting forever. And like, it's just really tough. Like, why does he, why does it have to be this way? 
Why can't everybody just be happy? Why can't I just be like a good person and that just be enough? And like that is the thing. Why can't I just live by that standard? Or just have pick and choose the different bits and pieces that I want? I think um, if we don't ask ourselves questions like this and really just be honest for ourselves, why do I do, why, why does any of this matter, honestly? Why are we even here? Why do I do the things that I do? I think if we don't ask ourselves these questions, we rob ourselves of not only faith, but rob ourselves of opportunities in which God can work when we really think about some of these things. And sometimes New Year's is the time where we think about things, and that's awesome, but there's other times that we can definitely ask ourselves these questions. But why do we do any of this stuff like that? Point number three, to enjoy the gift. You say, like, that doesn't sound like a gift at all. That sounds awful. I don't understand what it is you're talking about. Um, this has become one of my favorite scriptures. I really love this. And um, as, as, I've been, as I've been looking into this, so we're going to go and try to land the plane here. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 9, it says, What do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race. It has made everything beautiful in his time. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toil. This is the gift of God. Why do we, why, why, why bother? Why do all this stuff? Why adhere? Why adhere to God's plans? Why follow God's calendar? Why think about what season I'm going to be in? Because God's just trying to give us a gift. That's for a reason. The burdens are evident, aren't they? You know, when we, when we look forward and we reflect on the year, those type of things, like it's, it's real easy to see that like, this is tough. Life is just hard. It's not fair. Sometimes you gotta roll with the punches, different things, whatever it is. And so, you know, it's hard because, you know, we, we think about like, how, how can this be a gift? I don't understand. And it's funny how the author says, you know, he's, it's, first he says it's the curse of the human race that is so evident. And what he lists right after that, he says like, yeah, the curse is pretty evident. He makes everything beautiful in his time. And it's like, well, how is that, how is that necessarily a bad thing? It sounds like such a good thing. He gives us this knowledge, right? That God gives us this knowledge of, of time and like eternity, and he sets it in our hearts. That's what it says, he sets eternity in our own hearts. So it's like, there's, there's a reason why we just want the next thing, or we want to progress, we want to do more, we want to like have lasting relationships, we want to have success that actually means something, we want like purpose and like something that's substantial that just doesn't go away, and not just some resolution that maybe lasts a year before you come around to the next year, and you're like, what do I not have now that I need to get again because it didn't fulfill me? Like, what does, that, what does that mean for me? And he puts it there because he wants us to seek him out. Right. He says, man, I'm going to give you this idea of, of this ideal of, of, of just eternity, of forever. Like, eternity doesn't even, like, make any sense when we think about it. It's just like, okay, there's, like, now, and then there's, like, infinity. And you're like, I mean, all right, like, but when does it, like, end? And you're like, it doesn't. And you're like, okay, but... It has to end at some point. And they're like, no, it's just now and then forever. Like one, and then you just keep counting, and, and then that's just it. 
But then like also, there's like an infinite set of numbers between like one and two. So like there's also infinity in there too. And so you're like, wait, I don't, under, I don't understand. Is there like, yeah, some infinities are like bigger than other ones and like it's just the whole entire thing. But they just go on forever. And it's like the, the human mind just can't like, like what does that even mean? Like what do you do with that type of information? You're just like, okay, like I get, like I'm trying to like succeed and I'm trying to do these things and I'm, and I'm trying to prosper and I'm, you know, I'm trying to maybe live my life for God and I'm trying to do all this stuff, but I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like what's the point? He's like, you know, often he's like rattling with this purpose. And God's like, yeah, it, the reason why you're flipping out right now? He's like, yeah, I put that there. <laughs> so that you can seek me out. We only have a small amount of time. And sometimes we'll sit there and focus on like, well, I have a small amount of time. I need to like live it up. I need to achieve all that I can. That must be the purpose. That must be the human condition, just to do all the things that I can with the freedom that I am given. And so we try to overcompensate and overexercise our freedom. Man, like all these other things are like holding me back. I only have a little bit of time. This is what I need to do. Like I, just, I have this heart, like this yearning that I just need to. I just need. I just need to go and do and do stuff. And so God has given us like you know this this only a small chunk of like His divine creation that we can see. But it says only God can see the beginnings and the ends. So He's like, without me, it's not going to make any sense. You won't know. You're going to keep coming up with different things to try to fill a void that only I can. And then you're going to be like, you're sitting there like, well, it's all meaningless. I tried. I just want to, I always want to covet as much time as I possibly can. And, and then I end up losing it. So what's the point? He says, no, dude, you got it all wrong. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you a gift. The only way that you can realize this gift is through me. So like, why am I, why, why am I doing all this stuff for you? Verse 12, it says, I know that there's nothing better than for people to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all of their toil. This is the gift of God. He's like, listen, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you something. Amen. And like you're going over here and you're, and you're trying so hard to figure it out. He's like, I've given you this question. I put it in your, I put eternity in your heart. And I, I can see you trying to figure it out. But the only way that you're going to be able to do it is like with me. Nothing else is going to help you out there. Yeah. And sometimes it can be really frustrating. Well, why is it frustrating? Because, because he makes everything beautiful in its time. Yeah. So we go, okay, fine, we'll do it your way. So like, what's next? And he's like, wait. <laughs> he says, but I don't like waiting. <laughs> he's like, that's tough. <laughs> and sometimes that's how it is. And sometimes it's, he's like, all right, here's the next thing. And you're like, whoa, that's... No, I know me, God. It's not my time. That's not, that's not how that's supposed to work. He's like, nope, we're doing it. Awesome. Here it is. Aaron, 29th. Going to preach on Sunday? I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. He's like, great. It's time. Internally, I'm like, it's not time. <laughs> that's not what I want to do. Right, but like, what do I know? Obviously nothing. <laughs> I try to hold on to time for myself, and it doesn't work. I end up losing it. <laughs> a little bit, a little compromise, it ends up going a long way. Yeah. And so I think about the, you know, this gift that he tries to give us, and it's like it's something that only God can, we can only realize it in his time. Yeah. That's how it works. What season are you in? Whatever season God chooses. Yeah. That's right. yeah. And so, you know, as we're thinking about this, what season are you in? What do you need to leave behind in 2019? Are you 
trying to fill a hole with resolutions, a hole that only God can fill, only like forgiveness, only absolution can fill. You know, what calendar are you following right now? What calendar are you going to change to? Are you really struggling to say, like, man, this is kind of what I've been doing. I really like it. It seems pretty cool. I know that there's not immediate payoff with that calendar over there. seems like you guys got some cool events, but they don't happen until way later. So maybe I'll kind of just, like, take the bits and pieces of what I like. And I still want to be in control. I still want to dictate and organize the time and seasons in my own life. Are you changing to get closer to God? 11 minutes off, the Julian calendar was off. We use the, the Gregorian calendar now. Uh, it's still not perfect. It's uh, 20, 26 seconds off from the actual solar year. And that's with making a bunch of adjustments and leap years and leap seconds and leap days and all that stuff. So, you know, we're, God does not call us to perfection in that way. He just calls us to get closer. He's like, here's the goal. Like, you're going to miss some events. You might forget some stuff. You're going to be late to some things that are on the calendar. But I just want you to get closer. So are you getting, are you going to be able to get closer to God's calendar within this new year? There's a time and place for everything in that way. Well, why? Enjoy the gift. God's trying to give you a gift this year. It's trying to show you that, you know, I, I make everything beautiful in its time. And the only way that you're going to be able to realize that, though, is just through me. There's a reason why you want all these things, and I want to give it to you. Because I love this, and sometimes we think about, you know, the dog, and we think, like, that's what the Christian life is like. Like, everything is terrible, and it just sucks, and I just have to be like, this is fine, I'm okay with it, because I'll have to go to heaven, right? So I'm just going to suffer now, and yep. And then, like, that's just it. As you, you know, like, crumble and melt down in a burning room. And he says, no, like, I want you guys to do good and be happy while you live, while you're here, <laughs> now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, maybe it doesn't happen on your own time, and I make everything beautiful in its time, like, when I say it, but it'll be now. Like, it says you're, re you're rewarded for your toil. Yeah. So as we're thinking about this new year, church, and um, definitely something that, at least for me, I, I really want to try to strive for, is just to do good and be happy. That's what the Spirit calls us to do. Yeah. Right. It says, like, all of this is not for nothing. Yeah. There's a reason for the season. <laughs> to do good and to be happy. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks, So I was actually just sitting down there thinking about what it was going to be like when I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> and my mind is like, it's really hard.